0: Welcome to episode 56 of EIU Panthers podcast. I'm your host Rich Moser. Today we continue our series with new Eastern Illinois head coaches as we visit with Tyler Donjes, who was recently hired as the head coach for the men's women's Panther swim programs. Donjes was a diver at the club level and brings with him some extensive coaching experience at the club and high school levels. Most recently he served as the head coach at Anderson University in Indiana. We are now in Season 2 of EIU Panthers Podcast, and you can hear our weekly episodes wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio Podcasts. Consolidated Communications is a proud sponsor of Eastern Illinois Athletics. Want to learn more about the future of broadband for your home or business? Then be sure to visit consolidated.com today. EIU Athletics continues to roll along in the fall semester, with the home football opener this weekend with EIU hosting Illinois State in the Mid-America Classic. The Panthers' red-hot volleyball team is also at home this weekend. The Panthers are off to a 7-1 start to the season. Home action next week brings the EIU men's and women's soccer teams to Lakeside Field for home conference matches. Stay up to date on all things EIU athletics related by visiting the official Eastern Illinois Athletics website at eiupanthers.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at EIU underscore Panthers. Now to this week's episode of EIU Panthers podcast with newly hired EIU swim coach Tyler Donjes. And welcome to another edition of EIU Panthers podcast. We are on our hopefully final series of, of introducing you to new coaches, our new men's and women's swimming coach, Tyler Donjes. Tyler just started with us this week. Welcome on board. And Thanks for joining us on the podcast.
1: Thank you so much. It's really a pleasure to be here.
0: Now, Tyler is relatively new. We will air this episode on Thursday. He started on Monday, was hired previously to that, and he is, a, as his wife and him get settled, he is doing the yeoman's task of driving back and forth from Indianapolis. So we will, we will, maybe you'll be able to listen to your own podcast. Yeah, you're driving exactly. Back and forth. I hope so. So, Tyler, first of all, I guess, uh, congratulations on the job. Tell us a little bit about you know, your, your excitement level on it, and then we're gonna talk a little bit about your background and, and things like that as
1: we go. Absolutely, so coaching here at EIU is quite literally a dream come true. Um, one of the biggest things that I've, one of the biggest goals I've ever set for myself is that at age 19, I decided that I wanted to someday coach uh, Division I Swimming and Diving. That was That's what the driving factor has kind of been over my career of the past 10 years. And being able to hit hit that mark before I turned 30 was something that I never thought was even going to be possible or ever happen. So I'm just approaching this entire season with a giddy sort of joy and a lot of gratitude for for everything that I've been able to uh, be offered here at EIU.
0: Now, it's going to be interesting here when we tell people what your background is a little bit, that mm-hmm. you were a, a diver at, at Ball State for for a short bit of time and sure. then um, got into coaching while you were still an athlete there. I mentioned Ball State because Bob Thomas and people that follow EIU Swimming will know that name. One of Absolutely. the best swimmers all time here at Eastern was a coach that would have been involved there. Mm-hmm. Did you, when you saw this job opening, is he somebody you kind of reached out to to kind of get information on Eastern or did you maybe already have some research through some other connections? I
1: researched when I was researching EIU, I did see Bob's name and I just thought it was one of the like small, smallest world sort of circumstances that I've ever seen. That I know Bob, I've been able to see his work. He was at Ball State while I was uh, there as a student and while I was there actually as an advisor, um, I was able to work with him in a lot of different ways and just having that connection to here really kind of made this place already feel kind of homey.
0: Now, I mentioned that you were a diver for a short period of time in college. We don't have diving here at Eastern. Not yet. does that make it a different perspective from a, from a coaching standpoint if you're the, a, a, a diving coach as opposed to a swim coach? And I know they are, it's the same sport, but they are diff, truly sure. different disciplines.
1: Yeah, I have spent the majority of my life prepping to be both. Um, I was really fortunate in high school to have a really good coach um, who, who saw me through my senior year. But the bigger part of things was as soon as I was offered my very first coaching opportunity, back when I was 18, 19 years old, I kind of fell in love with this sort of job in the first place. So I coached diving right off of the bat, right as I'm a freshman in college. And then as a sophomore in college, I got offered the opportunity to coach swimming as well. Being able to do both sides of the coin, if you will, has just served me so well over my entire coaching career that I'm uh, I'm just really excited that we have the opportunity to use both skill sets here. Hopefully, in the future, we can add diving back here. We can make some small changes where we need to to be able to bring it back because, EIU you did have diving in the past. Um, but, yeah.
0: Now you come to hear from Anderson University, people right. that will, will understand that It's a Division Three school in Indiana, mm-hmm. but the model there is going to be based on where Eastern is kind of funded right now, very similar in the terms of that mm-hmm. a lot of your athletes are not going to be on full rides they're going to be more on Correct. academic aid as opposed and financial aid mm-hmm. need based as opposed to to athletic aid. Does that help you? You think transition into the type of athlete that you're going to have to try to recruit?
1: Absolutely. I like to tell. I like to tell my family and friends that my plan here at Eastern is to bring a D three perspective to a D one school. Um, I'm recruiting a sp- very specific type of athlete. I'm looking for, you know, because we can't offer a bunch of full rides like you can see at uh, maybe larger institutions. But at the same time, I am viewing the option, the opportunity to swim at the Division one level as the thing that I'm bringing as the opportunity that I'm bringing to different athletes.
0: Now, I, I mentioned that you were at Anderson just for a year. What was that experience like? You you got to coach through yeah. COVID. We were here, we dealt with it the, the COVID issue here. Yeah. How did that really impact the, the season there at Anderson for yeah. you? Yeah.
1: COVID was this was it was a challenge everywhere everywhere it was a challenge. But I'll tell you walking in uh, similar to what I'm doing here a little bit later into the season and having all the COVID restrictions was 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 so much of a challenge. We had two different times where we had to completely disengage from practice from weeks, um, which of course, if if you've got a swimming background, knows really throws out your training plan that you originally had. We had a lot of changing things on the fly, but I felt like when I can be the person who's walking people through those changes and saying, hey, everything's gonna be okay, and, and everything was okay by the end of the season with how well the athletes, how well our swimmers and divers were able to perform, that it really kind of just instills the faith that we can do this no matter what kind of circumstances we get thrown into. Now you talked about you
0: coming in here a little bit late hires, sure. late into the, the academic year from, yep. a, from a standpoint of getting ready for the team. Team trained a little bit, coaches practices. I know some of the administrators sat here on the, the deck yep. and watched a little bit. You came over before you officially started once or twice. What have you noticed so far, and I know you've only been with the team a, yeah. a couple, two, three times, is that something where you feel like they're kind of where they should be, even despite the fact that we didn't have a full-time coaching staff here?
1: Absolutely. Very first thing I noticed from, I got to spend two and a half days on deck actually working with the team before I officially started this last Monday. Um, very first thing I would say, just just to the team in general, is, man, there's a lot of talent on this team. I really do think that we've got a lot of speed and we've got a lot of people who I can already see truly exceptional leadership skills. Um, I love the fact that we were able to have captain's practices where we have administrators who are willing to sit out on the deck and let them do their thing because they know that they want to be in good shape. I really think that any sort of gap that we have created by me starting a little bit later is going to quickly be closed, and that's going to be partially due to the leadership that I see of the members of the swim team.
0: Now, you look at the roster that, that's there, and I the exact numbers I don't have on the, on the top of my head, but it's usually about 20 to 25 men, 20 25 mm-hmm. women. Is that kind of the, a, a good working model? Is that the yeah. size, uh, size roster you're kind of used to accustomed to yep. at Anderson?
1: Uh, that's actually a lot bigger than what I'm okay. accustomed to at Anderson, <laughs> a lot bigger. Uh, At Anderson I was working with a men's team of uh, roughly 12 and a women's team of roughly 17 to 18. Uh, We I believe have 24 active women on the roster and close to 20 men. Um, If I can keep a 24 and 24 model over the course of the next 5, 10 years or however long I'm here, that is going to be what I'm looking for. Um, Being able to keep a close tight knit group that has a lot of flexibility and balance with competing in every stroke and every discipline. Now you mentioned that you kind of got
0: into coaching at an early age or were mm-hmm. a swimmer and a diver early on in your career started in the club in the high school level right. those Those are going to be things that you probably feel that are going to be good assets Absolutely. to you when you're going out to then recruit the kids because you're you're probably recruiting within, I would say, a two, three hundred mile radius of Charleston.
1: Yep. That's where my biggest focus is right now, is within a two, three hundred mile radius. Um, I know that we have talented swimmers from basically all over the United States currently on the team, and I'm definitely not limiting myself to uh, just within that two and three hundred mile radius. That being said, that is where I'm most comfortable and where I know to look for certain talents. Um, I also plan on looking outside of what you would consider to be your big programs because while big programs do generate fast swimmers, I do think that there are other people out there that sometimes get overlooked that I really feel like could also be an asset here as well. So that's that's going to be where my focus really is generated on.
0: Now different than some of the other coaches that that we have had here, your predecessors, you kind of come in really with a club background. Some of those other coaches mm-hmm. came in really with a a college background. Do you feel that that kind of maybe gives you a, a different or a, a fresher perspective, realizing that those are the coaches, the the kids that you're recruiting, a lot of the yeah. club swimmers are the ones that go on and, and swim at the college level, yeah, Absolutely. knowing maybe that athlete's
1: mindset when you're recruiting them? Absolutely. Um, you see, I mean, club swimming is great because you actually have access to all of the strokes. Most high schools don't swim, for example, the 200 fly, the 400 IM. They don't swim those in meets. So your club swimmers, your year-round club swimmers are going to be the people who know how to hit every type of swim, and that's not to disparage any high school-only swimmers. It's just club swimmers are going to be a little bit more well-rounded in many cases, Um, and I know how to talk to swimmers from both genres. Now, your background
0: is as a counselor and advisor, I think, Mm -hmm. uh, of psychology, if I saw that on there, right? That's right. So that sports psychology, a a big area right now, not that you necessarily want to be their sports psychologist, but coach actually a lot of times fills that role as well. In a sport like swimming is that going to be something that you kind of also emphasize as part of your program?
1: One hundred percent. One of the things that I tried to tell the administration here before I was hired was if I was granted this role I have a big focus on making sure that our athletes are not only physically ready for competition conference at the end at the end of the year but that they're mentally uh, tough mentally challenged and ready to go. Um, my psych background has really helped me develop a coaching style that is focused on grace and patience. I don't have to be the coach who's yelling in your swimmer's face. I don't like being that person. I like being the person who says that when you fail, that's okay, get up, we're going to try it again. And we continue with that mentality until we get it right. Now, I talk
0: about that and how important sports psychology is. In a sport like swimming, only one person can win, but you can go out and you can have a successful day how important is that for you to then work with the kids and say look Hey, I know you finished third in the race, but you
1: chopped off 10 seconds off your event. Yep, 100%. I care, and I've already told the team this, but I care very little whether or not they actually win the race. I'm here to make them a faster swimmer. If, as a byproduct of becoming a faster swimmer, we wind up winning some races, we win some meets, we win some championships, we're absolutely going to celebrate that. However, I, I warned all the athletes, warned is maybe not even the right word, I told all the athletes when I came in, my biggest emphasis is gonna be on that thing that no one can escape. It's gonna be on the clock. We're gonna be focused on making our times faster and every time that we see a minus next to our name that says we dropped .01 seconds, we'll celebrate the fact that we're faster today than we were yesterday and we'll work on how we're gonna be faster tomorrow. Now the other thing you will inherit coming in a little bit late is there's already a schedule kind of put together
0: Absolutely. for this year. Yep. Is it a set schedule similar to how you think you'll continue to schedule in the past or are there some maybe With your background now at Anderson and some other places some some teams that you're that you know of that you know after you see what Eastern looks like like maybe that would be a better competition level for Eastern
1: yeah I like the schedule that was uh set already um there are many of the teams that I would actually have us go against already I would maybe in the future add a couple more meets I think we have nine total competitions this season which is great I'd probably want us in the 12 to 13 range for the next year Um, give us a few more chances to have uh, some duels with some other close-by programs. Um, Maybe if we are lucky in the future and have some opportunity to actually hit a couple of the teams that are in Summit, just because most of them aren't very close by, so it's not going to be easy for us to see them. But as for the schedule, I think that it's pretty well set, and we'll be able to uh, see a lot of people's true abilities really quickly. Now for you, uh, I guess a
0: let people know a little bit about you, your wife and you are expecting Mm -hmm. um, your first child here in a a few weeks, so congratulations on that. And I'm guessing part of the reason you're commuting right now is
1: She's don't want a position I'm where not, she wants to
0: move. That's right. I'm not going to move.
1: I'm not going to move that wonderful woman when she's 37 weeks pregnant. So, I will be playing the commuting game for probably another two or three weeks until our daughter, because we do know it's a girl, okay. until our daughter is born. But that's that's the main reason. That's actually that's that's the only reason that I'm commuting right now, <laughs> is because I don't want to move my wife and take her away from her doctors and her team and her support system at this point in the pregnancy. Now that's going to be a big moment for you. The other big
0: moment for you this year is going to be getting out on the deck for the first time when Eastern has that first meet against oh, yeah. an, another team what have you kind of told yourself in terms of getting ready for that you, you talked about already being a division one head coach was kind of a yeah. one of your your bucket list dream oh, yeah. items you're there now so what what's it going to be for
1: you to fulfill that option sure definitely a little nervous if I can just go ahead and tell you the honest truth definitely a little nervous but at the same time I've done this before it's no different at the end of the day than what I was doing before, and I honestly just hope to be the right leader for this team and make them as fast as they can be. Um, being able to cross this off the bucket list is is <laughs> was a dream, and I'm honestly just looking forward to living in the moment. All right, Tyler, I appreciate your time. Best yeah. of luck this
0: season. That's Tyler Don, just the new EIU swim coach here, our guest on EIU Panthers podcast. Thank you. <laughs>